live post game. Texas Tech a lot. Baylor less than that. Game has not gone final yet, so I appreciate you, those of you coming to join us now. This was this was not good. This was not good at all um, from the Baylor standpoint. Um, I, it was toxic positivity from this week. Myself very much at the forefront of that. Um, I really thought that with that comeback, it was it was going to lead to something. And that's the UCF game from last week is going to be just a small footnote in Baylor football history. It'll be in the record books. It always will be, and that's fantastic, but it's not going to be anything more than just a beautiful day in the sun because Baylor and I don't know if you guys saw that today, but UCF also and that is just a blip on the radar because the bottom line is this is not a good football team. Um, and that win really just delayed us having to face that fact. And I, I got to admit, I was trying to kind of curb the enthusiasm a little bit because it was just one win. Um, and it was against a team that no one thought was going to be like a conference contender or anything in UCF. But it just looked like it was going to lead to something because of what the schedule was going to be two and three tech at home. You parlay that, that comeback win against UCF into a win against a, a rival, you know, not your biggest rival. And then that leads to something. Um, but unfortunately that doesn't look like the case. Now I know the game's still going on. Can't give up hope after last week, but even with a miraculous comeback, there is still a lot in the negative column. Um, three scores with six and a half minutes to go. I'm not holding my breath. Um, and there was just too much wrong with this game tonight, um, especially with the offensive line. Um, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> I called it the worst in the Power Five, and I... That might have been a little too far, only because I haven't studied the other offensive lines of the Power Five, but it's right up there. It's right up there. Barrington at tackle, whichever one it is, I think that's Campbell, right? Sucks, man. Suck tonight. Oh, one of the greatest still shots I've ever gotten is him when uh, Blake is getting just absolutely pile-driven into the turf, and... Barrington is on the wide zone blocking on the other side, and he's just standing there blocking absolutely nobody. There's someone slamming the quarterback down to the turf, and there is another guy ready to get after him on the other side of Barrington as the right tackle. Nobody else on that side of the field. And that wasn't the only bad play he made tonight. I mean, there's the fumble um, that Shapin has a, a little bit later in the first half, that 74, one of the guards, is just looking at. Just taking a little mental note, mental photograph, a little Cam Jansen photo, and saving it for the memory banks. No one else has that angle. Didn't look like he had any interest in actually getting the football. No real interest in it. And, I mean, they have mixed and they have matched. They don't have the personnel. They got to go back to week one when they took Shapin out of the game late against Texas State, and Dave said in the postgame, Blake, I got to take you out. We can't protect you. 
We cannot keep you safe. I can't look your parents in the eye and tell them we kept you safe out there on the football field. That's going to continue. This unit really sucks. Um, They can't run the ball, and Blake is making plays all on his own in the passing game most of the time. He's he's got no time back there. Um, That is the most damning part. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the offensive line a little more in depth on on Monday's show, but this is what you're supposed to be. This is supposed to be the identity of this team. It's supposed to be the identity of this program. After you brought in Jeff Grimes and Eric Mateos, that's that's what this team was supposed to be. Smash mouth football, complimentary football with a opportunistic jackers and robbers type defense on the other end. And you can see it in the in the in the rundown here. Um the the defense actually, <laughs> I don't want to say wasn't that bad. The defensive backfield is better than I thought it would be this year. They got lit up in the early minutes against UCF, and since then they've been pretty solid. Um, obviously, Caden Jenkins has been the star of that, but I've liked uh, Tevin Williams. I've liked David Bobby. I've liked Isaiah Dunson. They've really done some good things on the outside. Now that said, I was really worried about this game because Tech will run the heck out of the ball with Taj Brooks and you have the worst run defense in the conference. UCF gave you a run for their money in that department today, giving up whatever, 300 yards on on the ground against Kansas. This sucked. Just sucked. And look, Taj Brooks is a good player. There are other Taj Brookses on this schedule and they are going to run all over you. Bear Morton do anything that impressed you tonight? No, three touchdown passes, he had a good game. But, I mean, if they were half the running team that they were against this Baylor defense, this game would be a lot closer. And as I'm watching it, Baylor's going for it on fourth and three inside their own 15-yard line. Um, they have not been able to do it on fourth and short. They've not been able to do it on third and long because these guys can't block for PP. Oh, incomplete. What do you know? Oh, this team sucks. And look, they're trying. They're trying. The coaching staff has not had a glimmering year. I think they're setting them up to fail. Um, And yeah, I mean, it really starts with the lines. They've got a decent pass rush, but they, they can't stop a, a runny nose, man. Let alone Taj Brooks. And this is going to be the game plan for everyone. What are the wins you check off on the schedule? Houston at home in a month? Hopefully. Hopefully. But if they've got two college power five running backs out there, can you pencil that in? You know, I mean, TCU looks like total butt cheeks right now. If they've got a running back, though, what are you going to do? You saw it in the first drive of the game from Tech. They ran it right down your freaking throat. And for some reason, Kitley goes away from it in that middle eight, which Joey McGuire and Matt Rule just love, part of the game plan, the middle eight. And Tech goes away from it. That's that's when the positive signs came from, from Baylor defensively. And then they just said, wait a minute. It's like that Tim Robinson scene. And I think you should leave when the guy's up in his car in the drive through. And he's like, I could just run. That's exactly what they said. I can just turn around and hand the ball off to Taj Brooks 
And there's no way they're stopping him within five yards. There's no freaking way they're doing that. And I I know you got to get bigger up front, but this is a small defense, man. This is a small defense. And once he, the way Taj Brooks runs, the way he waits to hit the hole, you've got no chance because there's always a hole. And the guys who are in that second level will never take down a running back one-on-one. Not, not one as good or as big as Taj Brooks. Never. Never. And part of that is your defensive line will never plug it up. I, I, I just don't know what to say. You can't run the ball on offense. You can't stop the run on defense. It's going to be another touchdown here. And they're not even running it up. I mean, they're just running the football. I mean, that, that for most teams, that's chucking it deep up, whatever, three scores. But against Baylor, that throwing it deep against them is just running the friggin' football. It's so embarrassing, man. We're two years removed from the best team in Baylor history. That was so good. And those two things, so good, so much better than everyone else in the conference that year, other than maybe Oklahoma State. It is a shell of that team. No momentum. This is not the worst Baylor team that I've had. Is it the most hopeless? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Because what do you look forward to for the last two months of this season? Okay, we've had that before. But what do you look forward to next year? You've got some promising young players out there. Absolutely. You have Blake Shapin, uh, Caden Jenkins. He, I don't I don't think he's in any eligibility, but Garmin Randolph had a good game. Got to give him some flowers there. Monterey Baldwin comes back. There are there are players on this team. But there's no identity to this team other than bad. Other than bad. The identity is all negative. The identity is <laughs> you can rush three and get to the quarterback and you can turn it and hand it off every time. And if there's not a hole right up the middle, which there has been a lot tonight, pff, bounce to the outside. They're not containing. It, it's... It's a sad state for this program. This drops it to two and four. No bowl game this year. No bowl game. Thankfully, we got a bye week this week, and we're going to talk a little basketball this week. Yeah. Just give me your thoughts in the comments here. I know you've got uh, a lot of the same thoughts here, and if you guys have any questions, um, <laughs> this is just terrible. This is terrible. And Tech's a good team. They're all right. They're three and three. And they're embarrassing you. They're running you over on your home field. You get an extra week to prepare for Iowa State, who's absolutely laying the beat down on, on uh, TCU tonight. You thought that was a win on the schedule. I can't pencil in any more wins on the schedule. I'm sorry. I can't. For the UCF fans that have been in the comments all week saying 2-10, and ten, pff, yeah, 2-10. and ten. You guys might be 2-10 and ten too, right? Or 3-9, and nine, one 3. I don't see many more wins on your schedule, but yeah, 2-10. and ten. That's about right. And I got I to gotta apologize to my man Jeff Grimes. <laughs> I know you guys are going to love this. I got to apologize, though. Fourth and one early in the game, they go for a pass, and... That's like the third time in three weeks that's happened. They haven't converted any of them. And I was like, 
why the heck are you not running the ball here? Just one yard. And then I saw this offensive line play and they've had fourth and one, fourth and two, two or three other times in this game to get any of them. Nothing, <laughs> nothing. The, the second one, they go fourth and one and toss it four yards back. Next fourth and one, they're finally like QB sneak. Blake fumbles the ball. <laughs> this team cannot get out of their own friggin' way. Oh, it's painful to watch this. It's painful to watch this, especially when you're on the East Coast and it's past 11 o'clock and you got to get up at 5.15 for a flight tomorrow. Oh. Let me know what you guys think. Do you see it? Do you see a bowl win here or a bowl game? I should say. I sure as heck don't. And it's just such a letdown from that UCF game. <laughs> How is this offense the one that scored 26 points in a quarter in a conference game on the road? Riddle me that. That's never happening again. Combine the, the two games on either side, they've combined for 20 points. Okay, so let's look at the last three games, 12 quarters, 11 of them, you've scored 30 points. The other quarter, you scored 26. I don't I don't know what the solution is, because clearly, like I said earlier, they just this is not it. They've tried the personnel matching. They have tried guys. They have moved Barrington from guard to, to tackle. It's not working. They don't have grit. If I see freaking grit one more time, I, I just, I can't with this. I, I don't want to see grit. I don't want to see RVO. I don't want to see that crap ever again until you back it the F up. RVO. They don't have either one, any of those three things. They are not reliable. They are not violent. And they are barely an offense. Outside of that one quarter in the last three weeks, you have scored two touchdowns. You barely scored one against Utah. I, I'm going to give the offense, I mean, <laughs> not to quote Jamie Foxx doing Blake River or Doc Rivers too much, it's not Blake's fault. It's really not. I know you guys love to lay it on Blake. He did it all offseason. It's not his fault right now, man. He's got no time back there. There's absolutely no feel in the running game. Tackles are blocking air. And the footwork is atrocious. It's just, it's a bad football team. That's all it is, man. And I hate piling on because I know these guys are trying. And, and a lot of them love Baylor too. And they're out there putting in the work every day. And they're going to play for the next two months. But... As a fan, what do you have? What do you have to root for? You're not going to a bowl game. And that could be that that dream could literally be over in 3 weeks here, 2 games. What are you guys looking for? And I know there's going to be people out there that are going to say, "You know, this isn't Dave's fault either. You got to get rid of Grimes, you got to get rid of Mateos." And again, personally, I kind of like Grimes, but if you do that, where does that get you? How, how much of a leash do you give the head coach in that sense? And I like Dave. I actually would like to keep Dave, but it's not working. 
He has hired, fired, and hired another offensive coordinator. He has hired and fired a defensive coordinator and hired another one. Where do you go? That f- Replacing your whole coordinating staff is the last shot. We saw it with Tom Herman at UT just a few years ago. That's the most recent example I can think of. Cleaned house. They gave him one more year. They sucked. They said, don't let it hit your ass on the way out. God, I could do so many expletives about this game, but I like making money off YouTube, so I'm not going to do that. And this game still isn't over. Tech's going to score again. Joey doesn't even have a freaking headset on. Why would you? He didn't need a headset the whole game. Baylor got smashed in the mouth and got run over like it was a truck. It's just, and (laughs) this team has finished one game well. They don't start games well. They fall down in every game. Fell down against Texas State. Actually had a lead against Utah. Went ahead against Long Island. Put that in your hat. Um, Fell behind early and often against Texas. Fell behind 21-0 against UCF. Fell behind 14-0 before getting a first down tonight. Or, sorry, before getting into field goal range tonight. (laughs) Good teams don't come back from that. And this is so far from a good team. So far from a good team. Anyway, I'm just rambling on. I'm saying the same crap anymore. This game is going to be over before I'm isn't going to be over before I'm done. Yeah, victory formation. Thanks for taking it easy on us, Joey. I do appreciate that. I know you still got some Baylor in your heart. I I really do appreciate that. Only 39-14. It could have been 60 to 3 tonight. Baylor for most of the game was one play away. One play away. But had no interest in making that play. Fourth and 2, fourth and 3, third and 3. No chance. No chance. Anyway, that's it for me. God, I could go all night. It's not Shapin's fault. It's mostly the offensive line. It's mostly the defensive line. And once again, this is the most broken record of all friggin' time. The team wasn't ready to play. They weren't ready to play. Tech has been thinking about 45-17 all year. They have had this circled on the calendar. Our losses look worse because Texas State keeps losing. Wyoming is ending the second longest winning streak in the country tonight. Their losses are looking better. Our losses are looking worse. And it doesn't even matter what those look like because they just beat the crap out of you on your home field. This is embarrassing. I hate using that word because I know these kids are trying hard. But as a fan, as a program in general, this is an embarrassment right now. I don't see how this turns around this year. Anyway, thank you for joining. We'll have more on Monday. I'm going to try and find some positives from this because if you're just tuning in, there are some. There are some playmakers on defense. I don't know what happened to Richard Reese. Oh, can I go back to that real quick? I know I keep saying I'm done. In the first half, Richard Reese gets nailed on a play. Tough ball to catch, and he gets just clobbered right in the gut. Right, And I didn't even see him in the second half. That could have knocked him out of the game. But it wasn't right away because on the next play, they turned the ball and handed it off to him on second and 10. What the hell are we doing with that? And then a few drives later, you finally get a big play. Nice like 40, 50-yard play with Jordan Neighbors up the sideline. Beautiful. You finally have some momentum. Next play, jet sweep, Jordan Neighbors. Can we give the guy a breath? You've got Monterey Baldwin out there. You have other players on this team. 
what are we doing? You're setting yourself up for failure. That's what I'm talking about with the coaching staff setting its players up for failure. Failure. Now I'm done. I'm going to talk more about that on Monday. We're going to bring some of the positives in here. Okay, Monterey Baldwin's still good. Blake's good when he's got time. Caden Jenkins is real good. Your defensive backfield's good. But a lot of guys went missing tonight, and it showed. Anyway, 39-14, your final score. Does Baylor make a bowl game this year? I'd love to hear from you. Good news is that winning streak against Kansas, 13 in a row, that's staying intact. Staying intact. And I have a full vote of confidence in that because the Jayhawks aren't on the schedule. Thanks for listening. This has been, always will be. We'll have more on Monday. This is Cameron Stewart. Locked on